0: you found it. Let us help you find your joy in life. Hi everyone. I hope this finds each of you very well. Today I'm speaking to you from my studio in West Orange, New Jersey. Delighted to have this opportunity to interview Irene and Irene pronounce your last name, Vu Validus. Vu Validus who will be speaking to us from Hilton Head, South Carolina. As some of you know from previous interviews, Helping Parents Heal is an inspiring nonprofit organization dedicated to assisting bereaved parents to become shining light parents by providing support and resources to aid in the healing process. Irene is the International Vice President of Helping Parents Heal, the leader of the Helping Parents Heal chapter in Hilton Head and Bluffton, South Carolina, a Helping Parents Heal caring listener, and the Helping Parents Heal conference chair. She found her way to Helping Parents Heal. After experiencing a tragedy everyone prays will never happen to them. On February 17, 2013, Irene's precious only child, Coralie Elizabeth Hughes, took her last breath in Irene's arms. She was only 24, a recent college graduate, and eager to make a difference in the world. I'm looking forward to asking Irene questions about her remarkable Coralie, her journey with helping parents heal, and much more. But first, we need to take a quick minute to show some love to our sponsors. So stay tuned. We'll be right back. Hi, Irene, a warm, heartfelt welcome to Grief and Rebirth podcast. Let's begin our interview with this question. Please tell us about Coralie and your relationship with her before she passed. Share how she passed and tell us what your life was like after her passing.
1: Well, first, I want to say thank you for having me here today, Irene. It's a pleasure. It's an honor to be here. Um, My beautiful daughter, Coralie Elizabeth Hughes, um, we were, and still are, best friends. We spoke multiple times during the day. Uh, She lived in Boston, graduate of Boston College, and she loved to tell everyone that she chose Boston College because it was the only school on the East Coast that was a five-minute cab ride to a Bloomingdale's, which (laughs) was her favorite store, and she loved to shop. She's my girl. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, yes. And uh, Carly was brilliant. She was a education major with a secondary degree in math. Um, She was a recent graduate of Boston College and had just started working. She was not working um, using her education degree, but it was her goal to teach. And she actually wanted to teach at the oldest African-American Catholic school in the Mississippi Valley. She led service trips during her time at Boston College there. Um, Carly, beautiful, brilliant, friend to everyone, animal lover, funny girl, um, just a joy. She was an absolute joy. And it's interesting, Irene, because from the moment she was born, I always had this feeling that she wasn't going to be mine for a long period of time. Wow. And I never got over that feeling. And at her college graduation, my husband and I were there, um, Carly's stepdad. And I turned to him and said, I spent all those years worrying about her. Look, she graduated college, she's fine. She's going to you know, start her own life. And um, uh, less than a year later, she was ill. She was diagnosed with esophageal gastric cancer, unheard of in a 23-year-old, um, and she passed less than six months after her diagnosis.
0: Oh God. How completely heartbreaking.
1: It was so surreal, so just, I, I still have trouble wrapping my head around it, thinking of what happened and what happened to her and, and how she suffered. She really
0: suffered. Oh, my God, this must have plunged you into terrible grief.
1: I could not imagine the pain that, as you know, when you when you go through a a tremendous loss. And I truly did not want to be on this earth. I really honestly did not want to live without her. I needed to know that she was okay, that she wasn't frightened. And my mantra became Tony can't be twice widowed because my husband's first wife passed of pancreatic cancer.
0: My goodness.
1: And I just was completely lost. I I did not know what to do. I would wake up and count the hours till I could go to sleep and sleep did not come easily for me at all. I can just so
0: relate. So in what ways did Carly's death open your eyes to spirituality and begin your quest to find answers?
1: because I knew that the love that I had for my daughter and the love we had for each other couldn't disappear just because her body was no longer on this earth. That love could not die. And I knew I had to find her and I knew she was there.
0: So what led you to find Helping Parents Heal, an organization that encourages grieving parents to share the spiritual experiences of their children in the afterlife, What was your initial journey with Helping Parents Heal like? And how did Helping Parents Heal open the door to what you're doing now, which is your passion and purpose in life?
1: I became obsessed with reading books about the afterlife, looking for videos about the afterlife. And my first book that I read was Dr. Eben Alexander's Proof of Heaven. That book led me to the Eternia website and on the attorney website, I found out about Mark Ireland and read his book, which I found in in his book led me to, he was the co-founder of Helping Parents Heal. So I found Helping Parents Heal and I knew this was an organization for me. I had gone to one other grief support group for parents that had children transition and I knew it wasn't for me. There were people in that meeting that were 10 years into their journey, and they were in a terrible place. And I just thought, I, I don't want to be that person. I want to find joy. I want to heal. Um, I want to find happiness again, even though at that point, I couldn't imagine well, lost. it.
0: Yeah, I, I can relate because I also, after my husband died, I went to some grief counseling groups. And I was stronger, even though I was lost and also looking and dealing with messages and talking to people and trying to connect with Saul. And they wanted me to help the other people who were grieving. I was like, "Uh, you know, this is not the right fit for me and all that. I had a similar experience. Um, And I also want everyone to know that both Evan Alexander and um, who else did you mention? Mark Ireland. They're Mark Ireland. They're both They both have interviews on Helping Parents Heal on the podcast, on on Grief and Rebirth podcast, everyone, so you can check them out. So since Carly's passing, you've spoken with spiritual mediums who provided what you believe to be absolute evidence of the afterlife, which brought you comfort and helped to lighten your grief. Please tell us about your first reading with medium George Anderson.
1: Sure. Sure. I spent a long time researching mediums because I wanted to make sure I went to a medium who had been tested, scientifically tested. I found Dr. Gary Schwartz's um, HBO documentary and he tested, George Anderson was one of the mediums. He tested John Edward was also a part of that. And I made an appointment at the time I lived in New Jersey and my sister and I made the appointment. Of course, no name, you know, you pay when you get there. And we went to a hotel in Long Island. It was about, I think it was about eight months after Corley had passed. And I set my intention to just know that she was okay. And she wasn't frightened when she passed. That's really, you know, any parent just wants to know that their children are okay. And my sister and I sat with George Anderson and within five minutes of sitting with him, he told me that I had a child that passed, that she was present, and she wanted me to stop obsessing about her passing. It was as easy as walking through a doorway. Mm-hmm. And her grandmother, my mother, was present for her when she crossed the threshold.
0: Oh, my God. You must have
1: cried. Oh, my changed God. Changed everything. It changed everything. <laughs> you know, uh, we all talk about shifts on our grief journey. And that was a major shift
0: for me. Major shift. What What relief, what I mean, it really, I had the same experience when my husband came through it, it's like tremendous relief. You're still grieving, but there's, there's a, there's a piece that's different now. Yes, absolutely.
1: You know, grief is a lifelong journey. And um, I believe, I think it was David Kessler that said, suffering is optional. So we can find our way and we don't have to suffer. Right. I mean, it's been a long journey. It's, you know, it's eight years, and and much has happened in those eight years. But hearing George say that, it was as if Carly was in the room with me and she just wanted me to know I'm fine.
0: So I'm yeah. fine, mom. Come on, mom. Get on. That's right. Yeah. Uh, you also have a touching story about uh, medium Suzanne Geisman. And by the way, everyone, Suzanne is also on, on the uh, podcast. So why don't you tell us about your interview or or your experience with Suzanne Eastman? It's just so,
1: so absolutely incredible. I think about it now five years later, and it just still amazes me. Um, After seeing George Anderson, I had a copy of his uh, Walking in the Garden of Souls, his book, and he autographed the book for me. And on the left side, he wrote um, the Lord's Prayer in Latin. I'm sorry, the left side he wrote about Carly in the in the hereafter and on the opposite side on the right side he wrote the lord's prayer in latin george is um, very catholic and i carried that book with me all the time and i called it my bible and it was like my security blanket i just no matter where i went i would take that book and i had an interview with suzanne Giesman, an interview a, a reading with suzanne Giesman, and I didn't know at the time, because now I do know that you're not supposed to put conditions on any reading with a medium. But I asked Carly if she was going to be present at that meeting, the reading, would she please mention the book? So I sat and I held my uh, my book. Uh, this was a phone reading. This was not a Zoom or Skype. You know, we were talking on the phone. And of course she brought Carly through immediately and so many validations in that reading. But she said to me, I don't quite understand this, but I see you with a book and it's a Bible, but it isn't a Bible and it's an autographed book. And as an author, I can tell you that when you autograph a book, you autograph the right side. But in this book, the left and the right are autographed.
0: Oh my goodness, (laughs) wow. That's a validation. Wow. That's wow. Wow. Wow!
1: Yeah.
0: What kinds of signs do you receive from Carly to let you know that she's well and with you?
1: Um, I will tell you, I receive signs all the time for, but for those that are new on the journey, I was so deep in my grief for a few years that if a sign came at me and hit me in the head, I wouldn't know it was a sign, but I've come as my grief has lessened. And as my, uh, my journey has changed I get signs all the time. We get I get signs from Carly through rainbows and you can see I, I love rainbows. And the song Somewhere Over the Rainbow by the Hawaiian singer Is, has always been a song that whenever either one of us would hear the song, we would call each other up. She'd say, Mom, the song's playing. And I would call her. And I can ask her, I need to know that you're there and I'll be in the house, turn on Pandora radio and the song will play. I mean, within, within seconds it'll play. She will show me signs whenever, whenever I need. I love one sign that I received. Um, here in South Carolina, about five years ago, we had a snowstorm in the winter, which snowstorm is not like what we got in New Jersey, but we did have a dusting of snow. Um, I have Carly's dog that um, we got the dog when Carly was ill beautiful golden doodle named Linus he looks like a retriever and when she was sick she was in the hospital and she said I have cancer I want a dog and you can't say no so we got Linus and she said Aunt Judy my sister she said you have to get one in the litter as well so my sister and I have these brothers so we're in South Carolina Linus is outside playing in the snow one of Carly's childhood good friends moved to South Carolina also and Kayla was outside playing with Linus in the snow. I looked out the window and I thought, oh, Carly would just love this. And a car stopped in front of our house. Now we live in a private gated community. A woman got out with a little boy and said to Kayla, would it be all right if my son played with your dog in the snow? And Kayla said, sure. And the woman said, well, please let me introduce myself. My name is Carly. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my
0: goodness. Oh, my goodness. Wow. So um, I know she's wonderful. Here. Oh, my God. What yeah. a wonderful story is that? Yeah. Um, and by yeah. the way, uh, Irene mentioned her sister, Judy. Her name is Judith Hancock, And she is also, everyone, interviewed on Grief and Rebirth podcast. And she is a wonderful, wonderful healer. and yeah, she doctor. is. And uh, I really recommend all of you check out her podcast interview also. You often connect others with resources to help them on their grieving journey. Could you give us some examples of this?
1: Sure. Um, Since I've become involved with Helping Parents Heal, you just meet the most amazing people like yourself. And it's like connect the dots in the spiritual community. And we have... um, Actually, we have over, I think, 100 and almost 163 YouTube videos for meetings. So I also have a chat on Tuesday afternoons with another mom. And when we talk with other moms and they have a question or they have a need, we can go to one of those resources of someone that has spoken to our group, whether it be a healer, a trauma specialist, a medium. Um, energy work. So it really just becomes, like I said, a matter of connecting the dots. And it all works out. It works out so beautifully.
0: It's wonderful. You are famous for the conference you organized in April of 2018. I've heard so much about that conference. It was the first National Helping Parents Heal Conference in Phoenix, Arizona. And it opened with an incredible video by Garth Brooks. You wanna tell us about it and you have plans for another Helping Parents Heal Conference after this pandemic is behind us? Yes, we have plans for the next conference which should have happened this past
1: April. And Irene, you were gonna be a part of that as well right. in Charleston, South Carolina, but that's been uh, postponed we like to say. And as soon as states start opening up and allow large gatherings and people get vaccinated, Yes, we will be planning the conference, but it does take about a year to plan a conference. Mm-hmm. Um, when I became involved with Helping Parents Seal, and I'd be remiss if I didn't mention Elizabeth Boisson, the president and founder of Helping Parents Seal, Who is also well, interviewed. <laughs> just so lovely to me and spent so much time talking to me, encouraging me. Um, after my husband and I moved to South Carolina, we moved with one other couple, our dear friends. I knew no one here. And Elizabeth encouraged me to start a support group here in South Carolina, which I did about a year after we moved here. And uh, the group has grown to, it's just an incredible group. But I said to Elizabeth, I said, well, I've been to some great conferences where I've met other parents who uh, have had children pass. And it's just such a wonderful feeling to be in the presence of others that have experienced this. And I said, why don't we have a conference for helping parents heal? And she kindly said, Irene, do you have any idea what goes into scheduling and creating a conference? And I thought, well, how hard could it be? You know, I'm a retired dental hygienist. I don't know. I guess, you know, I I think I could do it. Little did I know how it went into a conference. But of course, it all worked out perfectly, smoothly, wonderfully. And we had, um, we sold out almost immediately. We had 500 parents, almost 500 parents that attended. Uh, all of the speakers volunteered their time. It was pure magic. The signs, the synchronicities, the wonderful stories that happened at that conference, you know, three years later, I still get the chills when I think about it. And I can't wait for the next conference. In fact, I had one mom who, we had a lot of parents that were, weren't were sure if they really wanted to go, what it was going to be like. And one mom told me that when she went back home, she and her husband, um, friends asked them, did you go to a conference or did you join a cult? You're like different people. <laughs> 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 and, and that's that is uh what it was like that's
0: um, beautiful so why garth brooks and and who oh. you, and who would you be bringing back this time oh my goodness
1: garth brooks well carly and i both loved garth brooks and we would drive around in new jersey in in one of our cars and we would sing garth brooks songs and the song the dance if you're familiar with it from garth yeah. brooks is a very touching song Um, And a lot of parents have used that song in their children's memorial services. And I knew that I wanted to have Garth Brooks at the conference. And I knew that was probably gonna be difficult to get that to happen, but I set my goal to have Garth Brooks. So I wrote to him, I wrote to his manager, I wrote to anyone who I thought could possibly have known him. The conference was in April, it got to be September. And I said, well, Irene, I guess this isn't going to happen. You know, I know you've been able to do so much, but I think you have to let this go. The next day, our niece who lived in Colorado called up and said, hey, Anne Irene, guess what? And I said, what, Ariana? She said, I'm going to a wedding in Nashville and you're never going to believe whose house the wedding is at. I said, whose house is the wedding at? She said, Garth Brooks.
0: <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh my
1: goodness. <laughs> yep, they just, from their Uh, She is a chiropractor. Her husband's a chiropractor, a patient, happened to be Garth Brooks publicist or someone in the camp. And I said, Ariana, I have a task for you. Please get this letter to Garth Brooks. So through, you know, just knowing someone, we got the letter, we put the request in. Um, I didn't hear back and I thought, okay, we'll see. And in the next day in my email, I had this beautiful tribute that Garth Brooks had taped to play at the conference. So
0: that's it, It, more magic happened. (laughs) How amazing. So Um, are you you thinking of someone special for the next conference? Is that um, mine? We are,
1: we are, I'm putting it out there to a couple of uh, famous uh, shining light musicians. And we'll see, hopefully we will, you know, connect with someone, you know, the kids have it all under control. Elizabeth and I
0: say that all the time. They're working. Helpers. Absolutely. Absolutely. They are the helpers. Absolutely. So, following Carly's transition, you established Carly's Kids, which is a foundation for education as well as for esophageal cancer research. Would you like to tell us about Carly's Kids? And I'm sure people will be touched and might want to donate. So, let them know how they can donate to this worthy cause. Thank you. Yes. Um, After Carly passed,
1: it became, you know, you just want to, you want to do something. You want to make sure that your child is remembered. You want to do something in honor. Um, And as I mentioned earlier, Carly led service trips to this school in Mississippi, which was having a lot of financial trouble. And I thought it was fitting that, you know, it's a Catholic school. I was brought up Catholic and I call myself a lapsed Catholic now. (laughs) Um, And here my daughter was study, uh, staying at the school doing these service trips. And she came home once and said, mom, I know what I want to do. I want to teach at this school one day. So with, um, her friend's help and her boyfriend's help, we started this foundation and we have been keeping the school alive for the past seven years. The school is going to be closing, um, with the pandemic and, you know, it's just hard to keep these small schools alive, but we've supported the school. Um, I visited the school a few times. We also, Carly was treated at Columbia Presbyterian Hospital in Manhattan, and this Dr. Julian Abrams is doing groundbreaking research in esophageal and gastric cancers. So we also uh, raise money for his research as well. And in the eight years since she's passed, They've made amazing strides in um, the prevention for esophageal cancer. It's a cancer that by the time it is discovered, it's um, it's a fatal, fatal disease.
0: So in a way, in a way, Carly's passing was a blessing that will help many other people.
1: It is. And, you know, we chose colors for her foundation. Um, I like to say Crayola colors, the bold blue and bold green, and it's so interesting. This was before I knew anything about Helping Parents Heal, and that's the colors that Elizabeth had chosen for Helping Parents Heal, so it's the same colors. Um, You can get more information about uh, the foundation. It's carlyskidsfoundation.com.
0: Is it C-A-R-L-Y apostrophe S? Uh, Just S. Yes. Okay. So foundation.com. Yes. Okay. And you of all people, what is your message about the importance of healing that you would like to share with our audience?
1: Oh my gosh. It is possible to heal. You know, once I realized that I would always be a mother, that my child resides in spirit, she's no longer walking this earth, but that doesn't mean I do not continue to have the relationship with her that made all the difference in the world. And I think about what would she want me to do? And what if I was no longer walking this earth? What would I want for her? And I know she wants me to be happy. And I know she wants me to help others. Um, I tell everyone, and I mean this from the bottom of my heart, I wake up every day, I put my feet on the ground, and I say, what can I do to honor my daughter today? and what can i do to make a difference in someone else's life and that's really how i live my life and when you live your life
0: with those foundations it just changes everything how could you not heal that's right and not only that i mean i because i'm going to i i can relate i have a similar experience you you go you wake up and you go to sleep with gratitude so much gratitude, so much gratitude that in in a weird way that this has become a blessing in your life in a weird way. It's really it's it's it is life changing.
1: You know, we talk about the collateral beauty and there really is collateral beauty in loss and in grief. Um, Something else I'd love to mention is that Elizabeth and I have tried so hard. We're trying to change the language of loss, Um, helping parents heal. Originally it was it was the journey it is the journey from bereaved to shining light. I don't want the name bereaved attached to me forever. It has such heaviness to it. I don't like to say uh, dead or death. I transition. It's a death of a physical body, no question about that. but the spirit doesn't die.
0: No we leave our, our essence, just-
1: lives forever. So we're trying to help people and show them that words have so much power and, you know, choose your words. So what word are are you using instead of bereaved? Shining light. We are shining light parents. At first, our children are the shining lights guiding us and helping us. And as we heal, we become the shining lights for others. That's beautiful.
0: That's wonderful. Thank you for adding that. Um, Irene, what are the best ways for people to connect with you. And Helping Parents Heal, let it rip, girl. Okay, (laughs) well, you can
1: find uh, Helping Parents Heal, our website is just a wealth of information. And that is helpingparentsheal.org.org. I am a caring listener, and as a caring listener, my phone number is listed on the Helping Parents Heal website. Now, as
0: a caring listener, you want to tell everyone what that's about? Do they choose you, like you you, you share your experience so that people can share if this is the person for me because I'm grieving so hard, I need to talk with someone? Yes. Yeah, so
1: we have, I think, you know, I, I'm not sure, but I think we have over 20 caring listeners, and we are parents who are a little further down the road on our journey And we reach back a hand to those who need help, especially and we call them the newbies. So we've come up with our list of um, caring listeners and we just have a brief description of our story. So I talk about Carly's passing from cancer. We have moms that have children transition from a drug overdose, suicide, accidents, um, eating disorders. So you could look on the website And sometimes when you know someone has had the same experience as you have, you just relate to them so they could find find us on the website. Uh, We have a large Facebook group. We're over 16,000 members. We've doubled the membership in three years. Um, If you join the Facebook group as a shining light parent, grandparent, uh, sibling or aunt or uncle, you can join our almost nightly. Meetings, Zoom meetings that Elizabeth and I host. Um, we have uh, my sister does a monthly healing for parents. Um, it's just amazing what we've been able to do, and this is all volunteer. This it is absolutely is marvelous.
0: Absolutely marvelous. I, I, it's just such a blessing for people to have this as a re, have you as a resource, and the fact that you're connected to the spiritual part of it. A lot of, you know, a lot of. Um, groups, grieving groups are not. And no, they're not. And, and there
1: are some groups that don't allow you to talk about it. And who doesn't want to talk about a sign? You know, who who doesn't want to talk about their connection with their child from the other side? You're
0: right. And, you know, having your child on the other side is sort of non-denominational. I know there's some people have different belief systems and all of that, but I think it's I hear over and over and over from people what a tremendous comfort it is for them. Um, What is your tip for finding joy in life, Irene?
1: You know, it's so interesting because when I thought about finding joy and I started reading about what joy is, and one of the definitions I found was it's the feeling you experience when you do something good for someone else. And isn't that just beautiful? And that is really where where I find my joy in doing for others. Because when I do for others, a little piece of me continues to heal. And when I do for others, I connect. And it's all about the connection. It really is. I feel like I am tapped into the world, to the universe, where I never felt that way before.
0: Because you are. (laughs) And I can so relate to what you're saying, because as another Irene, I feel the same exact way with what is going on here with the podcast and all. Thank goodness, you know, that we can that we have this and we can pass it forward.
1: But, you know, that doesn't mean that I don't miss her every second of every day and that I don't wish that she was still here. But Mm -hmm. there's nothing I can do to bring her back to this earth. So what do I do? I continue the relationship
0: I have with her in the way that I can. I can completely identify it. Wonderful. Wonderful. Irene, I've interviewed numerous people associated with helping parents heal, and they all speak about you in absolutely glowing terms. So now I can add myself to that list. (laughs) And in addition... How many people on this planet get to share the name Irene, which comes from the Greek language, and it means peace. Did you know that? Yes, I do know that. Therefore, Irene is surely a very fitting name for you, because knowing for sure that consciousness transcends physical death, and knowing for sure that Carly is always with you, has not only brought you tremendous comfort and peace, but you are now passing it forward to so many grieving others. Your life is filled with passion, purpose, and service. What a true blessing! I'm already looking forward to meeting you in person at the next Helping Parents Heal conference. Finally, save that hug for me. We'll be yes, big hug. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you from my heart for this
1: really wonderful interview. Oh, thank you, and thank you for all you do.
0: It's real. It's wonderful. Thank you. We're a, we're a healing, a healing society with love. And here's a reminder, everyone, that you can see the show notes and all grief and rebirth podcast episodes on IreneWeinberg.com. And make sure to follow us and like us on social at, at Irene S. Weinberg on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. As I like to say, to be continued. Many blessings. And bye for now.